0: So that's the foundation I want to give you for looking at how can I possibly even tell you there are, quote, no bad kids. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's because their brain isn't developed enough to be able to reason with you, to be able to understand the consequences that might happen. Um, you know, that's why we say, please connect before you correct because when a child is in an upset they don't have that reasoning ability they don't they're not living in a rational brain hey mama welcome to the nurturing parent podcast do you want to end the constant battles for bath time do you find yourself emotionally exhausted at the end of the day you wake up with big hopes for a smooth day of fun with your little ones only to face an early morning meltdown because you peeled their banana the wrong way really you (laughs) really you
1: hey i'm serena i am a mama of two little ones and as a new mama i constantly questioned myself i wanted to make sure i was raising respectful kids while also building a strong bond with them but i discovered that i had to unlearn my ideas that punishment was the way With Amalisa's encouragement, I've been practicing a respectful and gentle parenting approach, which is strengthening our bond as a family.
0: And hi, I'm Amalisa. Amma means grandmother in Icelandic. I am a mama and an Amma. And I have over 40 years of experience in childcare and parent coaching, and I am so excited to share the knowledge I've gained over these years with you.
1: Together in this podcast, each week we will explore some easy-to-implement skills you can add to your parenting tool belt to help you create a happy, thriving family. Okay, so no bad kids. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Hello. (laughs) Hello and welcome. Welcome.
1: Welcome to this debatable topic about no uh-huh. bad kids.
0: <laughs> Questionable. What does that even mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, because before before I met you, Emma, I would definitely tell you you're crazy. There are definitely bad kids in this world. <laughs> There's a uh-huh. lot of them.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm up for having this conversation. Um, and really for me... It's going to be about looking at child development, partly. But first of all, as a foundation for this conversation, I am going to tell you, Serena, and you, our listeners, we need to separate the child from the behavior. There's a lot of behavior that's not okay. There's a lot of behavior that you might call bad. I personally do not choose to use the good and bad words, because if you say, oh, good girl, on the other side of that, there's a flip coin. And it's just too, it's like we have to walk on this tightrope all the time when we're worried if we're being good or bad. So first of all, we're going to separate the child from the behavior. So there may be bad or undesirable behavior that you're witnessing that needs to be corrected or redirected or supported in some way, okay? But the child themselves is not inherently bad. It's a really big, really big separation that we need to make. Okay, let's look at child development. You have a newborn baby you have an infant in your arms, you have a baby who's now a few months old and starting to crawl around. Then you have a toddler. You notice as this child becomes a toddler that they're (laughs) (laughs) exactly this angelic baby that was so perfect. Now there's all this behavior coming out that you would rather wasn't coming out. Defiance, Um, aggression, uh, interactions with other children or other humans that you're like, who even is this child? And, uh, you know, what is going on? What's happening, you guys, is that when we are born, when humans are born, we have a very well-developed primitive part of our brain. So the oldest part of our brain is very well-developed. And that is where emotions Rule the day, okay. So that's where impulsivity happens. It's an impulsive reaction. It's an impulsive response to something, okay. The prefrontal cortex, which I have talked about many times, that front part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex. This in in our toddlers is very immature and still needs. A couple more years to develop. By the time, I'm going to give you the good news by the time our children are three and a half, four, four and a half, a typically developing child will have much more abilities drawn from that prefrontal cortex. What happens in that part of our brain? That's where we have rational thought. That's where we have, uh, behavior moderation. We're able to choose how to behave in a certain way. That's in the prefrontal cortex. That's where executive functioning happens. Executive functioning is the ability to reason, the ability to problem solve. We have impulse control, Right. So that's where when we're when our prefrontal cortex is not developed, we have impulsivity. We can't control those impulses. As it develops, we can control more and more. Okay. Um <clears throat> we can s- and separate differences like good and bad, that kind of thing. And we can start to reason our way to consequences. But I want to repeat, that's not until our children are three and a half, four, four and a half. When Mm -hmm. they're crawling babies, when they're toddlers, we don't have that functioning in our brain. So that's the foundation I want to give you for looking at how can I possibly even tell you there are, quote, no bad kids. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why it's because their brain isn't developed enough to be able to reason with you to be able to understand the consequences that might happen. Um, You know, that's why we say, please connect before you correct, because when a child is in an upset, they don't have that reasoning ability. They don't, they're not living in a rational brain. Mm -hmm. It's hard for us to understand because by the time we're adults, by the time we're teenagers, certainly by the time we're in our (laughs) mid-20s, our brains are pretty fully developed. And it's hard to to know that that's what's actually happening with our toddlers. And guess what, you guys, you were all there once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is hard to know. It's hard to remember. And it's hard to remind ourselves when we are in that moment of frustration that they really yes. just don't understand. And we need yeah. to let it go.
0: <laughs> and This isn't to say that you're going to allow the crazy behavior to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, when your child, your toddler, grabs a toy out of your baby's hands and the baby gets, you know, falls over and is crying, and your toddler is like, ha ha ha, you know, (laughs) like you're not going to just allow the behavior to happen. If your toddler runs up to a friend and bites them in the arm, you're not going to allow the behavior to happen, and you're going to understand that they don't have the control. They need us to support them. Mm-hmm. They need us, like they do, to co regulate their emotional state, right?
1: Yeah, and they need to learn too, and not just being yelled at or no, but shown Mm -hmm. how they can learn to deal with that impulsivity.
0: Yes. And so, if you know, the next time your toddler acts out, and I bet you it's before the end of this day. (laughs) Oh, I guarantee you. (laughs) Right. You know, the next time, try to catch yourself. Mm -hmm. And notice and go, oh, right. I must say the brain is not developed. They're acting from a prefrontal cortex uh, lack. You know, they're acting from that primitive brain that just reacts and has big emotions and impulsively moves on whatever they move on. It's just boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. So another piece of the foundation is for us to remember that acting out misbehaving, whatever you want to call it, I'm not going to call it bad behavior. I put misbehaving in quotation marks too. When they're acting out in certain ways that are disruptive, destructive, you know, angry, aggressive, all those things, sometimes it's our toddler's only way or our young preschooler's only way to communicate with us. They don't have control in their brain to communicate a different way. They're not able to come up to you and say, mama, I'm hungry. I'm tired. I really need to drink some water. Like they can't. I mean, okay, adults, any of you ever losing it and then go, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten for 10 hours. You know what I mean? Like we can't do it all the time. And yet we expect our two-year-olds and our three-year-olds to be able to. Mm -hmm. So acting out is sometimes their only way to communicate with us. What are they trying to tell us? First of all, as we've said before, think about hunger, thirst, uh, tired, the basics, right? Cold. If it's wintertime, you're outside and the little one's starting to act out more. Are they, you know, that kind of thing? The real basics. Another possibility is they're crying or acting out because they need your attention. They need something from you. Do you ever notice that when you get on the phone, (laughs) your toddler starts acting out? I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, it might be harder for kids now because if you've got earbuds and they don't know that you're talking on the phone, but when the phone used to ring and we'd pick up the receiver and hold it to our heads, our toddlers would be like, mama, 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 like in our faces, either acting out in the room around us or right in our face trying to get us. Oh no, no right? they
1: still do it even with the okay. headphones. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. So, so, so they need attention. Yeah. So that might be one of the reasons they're acting out. They might need in that attention seeking, it might be a need to help to get you without them knowing this consciously, but they need your help self-regulate to regulate. So they need to co-regulate with you. This is where we need to remember to be the anchor in our child's storm, not to blow a hurricane at them with our, with our response, our anger back, right? Mm -hmm. To be that anchor, that calming. Um, And acting out may be that they are needing some firmer limits, some more consistent limits. Remember, being a nurturing parent doesn't mean you're a pushover parent. It doesn't mean they get away with whatever they get away with because they're just, you know, who they are. No, they need you to have strong, consistent limits that are set with love and compassion and sometimes angst because sometimes if they're in the bathtub and they're dumping water out of the bath onto the floor and you're like, you know, before you learn that you're not going to say no, no, no all the time, you're like, no, don't dump the water on the floor. No, the water, don't put the water on the floor. No, no, no. And they're just keeping doing it. Now is the time you bring in strong limits. And you be consistent every time they're in the bath and you bring it to them in a way that gives a positive setup. We're going to set our children up for success. That's our job, right? So the water is getting dumped out. Uh-oh, I see water on the floor. Water needs to stay in the bathtub. It's not bad, girl. Water doesn't go on the floor. It's uh-oh, water needs to stay in the bathtub. If the floor gets wet, there's a problem with rot. I don't even want to tell you about it, but the water stays in the (laughs) bathtub. (laughs) I mean, it's so funny because some two and a half, three year olds, I've got this little guy in in my care now, like he would want to know what happens with water. You know, he's very Mm -hmm. in his brain wants to know what things are going on. And some kids, they don't care less. But the point of it is to redirect the behavior You can pour the water from one cup into another. You can pour the water on your body. You can pour the water on the dolly's hair. And the water needs to stay in the bathtub. And oops, if I notice the water coming out again, I'm going to have to grab your towel and I'll just pick you up. And then you can have a bath again tomorrow. And so if the water comes out of the tub and gets, you know, that hand comes up and if you can catch it, Try your best, everybody. Just do your best to catch it before it happens, right? Yeah. Be right. Yeah. Have those yes. eyes out the side and the back of your head. You know, that's why I think parenting is so exhausting because mm-hmm. we're always got our radar on full, 180 all the time. So as that hand with that full cup of water comes up to the edge of the bathtub and it's gonna dump, oh, 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 oh. where does the water go? It went back in the tub. Or if it comes up, you do your uh-oh and it still gets dumped or you don't see it and it gets dumped. Oh, here's a towel. I'm going to pick you up. And if the child squalls and squall, you know, I don't want to get out. It's okay. You'll have another bath tomorrow. I'm going to get you out now because water needs to stay in the bathtub.
1: I think that's so important for our, our success as parents because Sometimes it's like we set them up for failure and we tell them not to do something, knowing they're going to do it, knowing we're going to get more frustrated. And then that just starts the whole cycle of us doing something that's, or saying something to them that's going to make them more upset or saying you're a bad girl and attacking their character because that's what it is. And that's what really helped me understand that I am attacking my daughter's character and, and I don't want to do that. And it makes me feel bad and like a bad mom attacking mm. my daughter's character and making mm-hmm. her feel bad for a behavior that she she can't really even control at this point. So, yeah, um, that's yeah, that really helps.
0: Good, good. And and, you know, you've got to set the limits firmly, consistently and with loving compassion. That's nurturing, right? It's like, I can't let you do something that I have asked you not to do. And there's adult reasons why it's not okay to do it. You don't have to go into the floor is going to leak and we're going to have a problem. And you know, you don't have, it's just like, here's a limit. And our children flourish with consistent expected limits, the expectations that they know where their boundaries are helps them to flourish, helps that positive behavior to come out. Right. And they might test you again in tomorrow's bath. And if it happens again, scoop them up with the towel and out they come. And it's not, you're a bad girl. I'm getting you out now. It's like, oops, that much water can't go on the floor. Here's a towel. Come on, let's go have our story now. And you don't, you're not going to punish them after the bath. The consequence, the direct consequence, is just lifting them up and taking them out of the tub for for tonight, right? That kind of thing. And um, another, um, another. When I was thinking about, you know, what examples to use, another one was because Serena, you have a toddler and um, a baby who's now crawling and getting into everything. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was trying to think of examples that you might be experiencing and, and listener, you might be experiencing on a kind of the regular daily. <laughs> and one of them was, um, I, I I came up with this thought about the the power electrical outlets on the wall and mm-hmm. how, you know, a baby crawling around wanting to poke their finger in there. And I hope that all of you parents know that that is extremely dangerous and can cause injury or worse. Um <clears throat> And so then I then I was like, okay, well, my brain went to getting the covers that go on the outlets, the power outlets, so that you don't have to say, no, 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 I told you not to touch that. No, I told you not to touch. You know, it's just this, we become this broken record. So that, my friends, has led me to (laughs) believe that our next week podcast is going to be all about baby proofing and then moving forward with our child's development into toddler proofing. And then if you're lucky enough to have a baby and a toddler, you're going to have to, you know, sort of have a few different um, child safety proofing in place. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring that whole piece in next week. Um, But for now, um, that's, that's what I wanted to point out was the brain development piece That acting out is their way of communication sometimes. It's their only way. It's that they're having their meltdown or they're having their behavioral impulses and they're trying to communicate something. Our job is to be the detective and figure out what that is they're communicating. What do they need from us? Maybe they need our co-regulation. They need our calm. They need our strong limits, right? So, and then that third piece was with the bathtub example, that's like treating, treating your child like this stage where they're impulsive and, you know, kind of sometimes outrageous, like biting your friend, you know, that's outrageous in our minds. Right. Um, But the, but it, that this, all this behavioral stuff is normal. If we can treat it like it's normal, like biting hurts, I cannot let you bite. That's not okay. Notice that I didn't attack the child's character. I just set a really firm boundary, lifted my child up and pulled them away from the situation. Um, And by treating this impulsive stage and this lack of prefrontal cortex brain development stage of toddlerhood as normal will support your child in healthy growth and development. And that's the key. The more that we can set them up for success and the more that we can set up our environments for them the better off they are going to be able to deal with their big feelings because they got us on their side
1: beautifully said beautifully explained and it really helps us get that deeper understanding of our kids' behaviors and gives us a little more grace and patience as parents to deal with it. So thank you for sharing that.
0: You're welcome. I hope it helps. I know it's not easy, Mm -hmm. but we love you and we love that you're here and that you're working towards being a more and more nurturing parent.
1: Yes. So tune in next week to hear how you can set up your house for success and not having to say no a million times throughout the day. (laughs)
0: Yes. And why that's so important. All right. Bye.
1: All right, mamas. So here are the things that I hope that you really get out of this episode to understand why there are no bad kids. Number one is that their impulsivity is normal. So the aggression, their defiance, that's all normal stages of development. It is due to the maturity in their prefrontal cortex till it matures around age three to four. So around that age, they'll have a better understanding of good versus bad. They'll have a better ability to reason, better impulse control. So we just need to learn to support them through that. Number two is their misbehavior can be a form of communication. So like Emma says, you know, make sure they're not too tired, too hungry and we need to stay on top of that as parents. And number three is if we support them through this and we act like it's normal. So we don't, we try not to attack their character because it's not their character. We don't want to make them feel bad they, that they can't control themselves because they literally can't control themselves. So we have to set limits for them, set boundaries. And that's part of helping support them through this by setting consistent and firm boundaries, we can help guide them and help lead to healthy growth and development for our kids. So good luck. We wish you more grace and patience with your littles. Bye-bye.
0: Hi, Mama.
1: <laughs> Thank you for being here with us.
0: Okay, how cute was that? Thanks for being here with us. Hit subscribe to get notified.
1: And hey, did you get anything out of this episode? I know I did. Show some love and send it to your mama friends to bless their day too.
0: And before you run and change that diaper, take five seconds and leave us a review saying how much you love us. You'll be helping other mamas find us. Did you know that? And hopefully find answers to the questions that are keeping them awake at night.
1: And if you screenshot your review and DM it to us, you will be entered to win a one hour coaching call at a discounted price with Amelisa.
0: I can't wait to chat with you. Come hang out with us in our Facebook group or on Instagram. Just click the links in the show notes and you can direct message us anytime. We would love to chat with you.
1: We also have a buy me a coffee option for a fun way that you can support this podcast for just as much as you care to give. Just click the show support link in our show notes. Thank you. This show. See you next week.